welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 99 of... 99! This is crazy. So crazy, I have no joke. Other than my prolapse tennis. Blah. <laughs> it's always the Count's butt. We're like one of those sci-fi TV shows in the year 1999. Robots have taken over the education system. And we live <laughs> on the moon with Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would watch toilet paper. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. Uh, I love all those TV shows where it's like, it happened five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, shit, look at what was a Blade Runner that was, uh, what, 20, 2019? Yeah. I remember like, that right? So off. Like, <laughs> I want a TV show, I want a movie in, like, you know, the future, and it's just really disappointing. <laughs> Nothing like, cool happens. Like Idiocracy? No, even Idiocracy had, like, giant Costcos and stuff. Like, I want it to be, like, I get in a time machine, go 100 years in the future, and it's the exact same shit we have now. <laughs> like, the 80s are back in style, and it's like, oh, great. Like, they're remaking Ninja Turtles for the 50th time. I mean, that's just bound to happen. Like, there, there's been no new ideas for 100 years. Like, they just keep recycling everything. Um, how's everybody doing? It's been, uh, like three weeks since we've had a proper episode. Pretty good. Just tired as per usual. I'm full of beef. <laughs> Street beef. <laughs> this is just beef. I got a side of beef and I'm full of it now. <laughs> I'm now picturing that meme of that young girl who was just going, I smell like beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> I keep watching that meme with a little girl and she goes, it's always Halloween in my soul. I think that's the same kid. <laughs> oh, man, she's the best. Because <laughs> I saw like a, a montage clip of her because the the I smell like beef one was she was little, little. And then there was this girl like saying weird things like all throughout <laughs> all throughout the years. And that was the most recent one. I smell like beef. Um, I want to say a rest in peace for now. Jerry's closet, the store. Yes. You will be missed. Um, but Sam is taking a little break. Get back into the swing of things in her new job as a crime fighter or something. She told me what it was and I just pictured her like punching her arm through somebody's face. Um, no, I'm just joking. She is a teacher, believe it or not. So, good job, Sam. It's how to punch through faces. Yes, exactly. Still that mocap from Mortal Kombat. Um, I don't think there's any like, news. It's been a very slow three weeks. Or I'm just kind of like skipping things in my brain because I've, be- I've, it's back to school season and I just can't think straight. 
Yeah, it's uh, we were just talking about this off the air, how I've had to completely switch my sleep schedule back around to get back on the back to school sleep schedule so I can get up early enough to pick up Caleb from school. Um, so I, I'm no longer sleeping until like five in the afternoon and going to bed at like 10 a.m. Now I'm trying to go to bed before the sun comes up and it's Dude, hard. Like you just work and sleep. It seems like. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and somehow I, I only get like four to five hours of sleep a night. I, fuck. It's, I, I, you, I, I know why you only get four to five hours sleep a night. It's because you're building all those damn zombie buildings. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 current one is a gigantic maze. So you just Mike, we got to hop on Discord and you could sh- you showed us your mall. Yes. Which isn't just a mall. It goes to like the depths of hell. <laughs> yeah, it has the back so rooms. <laughs> you have like an abandoned mall seven stories underground, built on top of another mall, on top of another mall, on top of another mall. On top of a regular mall. Pretty in much. this just abandoned world that just you live in. Yeah. So can I, can I tell you one of my favorite things to do with, with Mike's building? <laughs> is I'll am I one of my favorite things to do is to like randomly pop on unexpectedly and startle the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yep. Oh, you, you, got Dan, you got Danielle really good last time. Because I'll just, like, pop in and, like, say something very random in a voice. It'll just be like, hmm, it's sure not easy having my ween. <laughs> <laughs> and catch everyone off guard, and I'll say something ridiculous, and I'll hear this, oh, Jesus! <laughs> well, because... The funny part is it'll usually be like me and Danielle will be deep in conversation while both kind of building our own stuff and we won't hear the discord connection. And then suddenly Kermit or Werner is talking to us and it's like, Oh God, no, (laughs) it's terrifying, but hilarious. Or, or occasionally it'll just be like a gravelly voice where it's like, I got my balls out. (laughs) Yep. Oh god. But yes, the the newest one we have decided to do is uh we we have a server again um where pretty much anyone that we invite to the server can can play on it. And uh we decided we're we're going to do a little bit of PVP, so we're getting some of our friends together, but I'm building a gigantic maze. Uh this thing is like 200 by 200 blocks. It's it's massive. Um, and like the, the maze walls are about 80 blocks high in the air. So there's no way you can jump over the walls. Um, and yeah, we're just going to run into the maze and try to survive against zombies and each other trying everyone's going to be hunting everybody. It's going to be terrifying. You ever watch labyrinth and just wonder why she doesn't climb on top of it? Yeah. All the time. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be a fun movie. No, but I watch and it's just like, Jesus Christ. Just you, you know, know what? Get on Hoggle's shoulders. <laughs> I I can tell you exactly why she doesn't do that. Why? Because she's an idiot child. This is true. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we 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 recently watched that movie, and like there were so many things that that Sarah did that it was just like you're just a bratty little entitled dumb child. Yet that doesn't stop David Bowie one bit. 
Nope. (laughs) Bit bit of a side tangent here. Do do you guys know the the backstory of the character of Jareth and where it comes from in the story of Labyrinth? Because it was apparently expanded on. I I guess the because you know the novels for for movies, especially in the eighties, were always based on their early screenplays. Yeah. So Sarah's actual mother essentially left their family to run away with a rock star. And the rock star is what Sarah imagines as Jareth. Interesting. So so even creepier, she's literally imagining her abandoning mother's rock star boyfriend as her sexual fantasy. I mean, I'm glad they took that out because it's a movie for children. Uh, It's a little bit deep. Technically, Uh, they did not. Because if you pay attention, uh, when they pan over Sarah's journals, uh, anytime they're in her bedroom, there are pictures of her mother with David Bowie. Not in the Jareth costume. (laughs) So it's there. You just have to pay attention for it. So we could have had double Bowie. Yep. Interesting. God damn. And and uh, it makes it that just that much weirder and creepier. Yeah. So yeah, you know, not only is she an idiot child, but she's a creepy idiot child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor baby. Uh, oh. so, you, know, you can't you can't entirely blame blame Jareth for that one, considering he is a construct of her fantasy, and her yeah. fantasy is her mother's boyfriend. So that's weird. Speaking of goblins, um, <laughs> I watched a movie last night called Unwelcome, which uh, it's one of those like Shutter originals where like they bought the like U.S. distribution rights to a movie, and it's on Shutter. Um, it popped up at Walmart. Like I always see it while I'm working. I'm like, oh, I'll have to check that out. And I finally got a chance to to watch it. And it's fucking awesome because it's about red caps, which are like these Irish gremlins mm-hmm. that dress up. They look like the the monster from Cat's Eye. So okay. if you can picture like an evil goblin with like a pointy red hat. Um, but they're hilarious and they do all kinds of evil shit. And I'm not going to spoil anything, um, but it really if you got the time, it's it's worth it. It it's shot beautifully. Um, you can never tell if it's like on a soundstage or if it's outside, but it looks like it's on a soundstage. Like everything is lit beautifully. It's like you're an episode of Teletubbies. Uh, it's very fairy tale. It's nice. I like it a lot. Um, so check it out. Um, let me hop right into the notes here. Just a quick side note. When you said, speaking of goblins, I thought you were going to say gobble these nuts, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like I was waiting for you to say it. Then I'm like, oh, he didn't say it. (laughs) Speaking of goblins, goblin on my balls. Um, Just just a quick side note from me. Balls. (laughs) Yes. Balls. Goblins. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let me run down. I am going to do this. I want you guys to kind of. Help me work out the rules here for the giveaways that we're going to have in the 100th episode. I'm going to tell you guys right now, Josh, you're going to Disney next week, right? That is correct. End of this week into early next week. Um, That's correct. And I am fucking hyped. Because of that. 
because of that, we're going to take next week off. So Josh will be back and fresh for the hundredth episode. Because the way it would stand now, you'd only have like a day's rest after Disney. It just wouldn't work out. Right. So what I'm oh, going to yeah. do, we don't get back until like Monday night, seven o'clock. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, and we're not in a rush because I have no idea like what we're going to do past episode 100. I feel like we need to have some sort of change, but we'll get to that. Let me describe to you the four giveaways that we're going to have and what you can get. Zoe's right outside the door, ready for shenanigans, I can tell it. This is the final prize, but I'm going to go back and read all the other prizes, and I'm going to give you guys my idea for how you can win it. It's very easy. Um, Read it in a sexy voice. That's right. Josh, are you ready? I'm so ready. Are your hands in your pants? Because here we go. Here is the toy prize. This is the best of the prizes. Here's what you get. You get a vintage Job of the Hut. Oh, baby. Job of these balls. Are, are both his arms intact? Jabba with both of the arms. Okay, that's impressive. People, not, get on this. Not Jabba Glob. This is like Return of the Jedi Jabba. Uh, no base, no nothing else, just Jabba. Uh, you get a sexy, vintage, orange-haired, witchy troll doll. You get the Ghostbusters toilet. Uh, I'm, I can't... This is getting ridiculous. You get Optimus <laughs> Prime in, in Soundwave in their legacy, like the smaller class, whatever that's called that I always fucking forget. And you get two it's Final Faction guys. Optimus Prime in Soundwave. Core class, spread those cheeks. <laughs> Dead eye duck. Dead eye your dick. I don't um, <laughs> All right, Zoe's right outside the door. I gotta be, be careful what I say. Okay. Uh, Claw Skeletor, a can of junk bots wandering those little dumpsters, a million warriors set. You get three garbage pail kid statues. Weird Wendy, Geeky Gary, Rodwad. You get a pack of sealed dinosaur tech cards. You get Stalker in the three and three quarter re-release that came out last year. You get a vintage Mandalorian Mando. You get a classified series roadblock with an extra machine gun thrown in, so he has the proper machine gun. You get a Never Before Christmas matching card game. You get Black Series Princess Leia. You get Panthor to go with your Terraclaw Skeletor. These are all in package, by the way. And last but not least, Super 7 Ultimates Leonardo. Damn. All of this is one prize. The other prizes are the horror prize set where you get a Gremlins 2-pack, the Nightmare on Elm Street DVD box set from way back when. Fun fact, you can't watch Nightmare on Elm Street on streaming because of the rights issues. Army of Darkness on VHS, Beetlejuice on Blu-ray, one of those really cool puzzle boxes from Wish that actually open and close and transform and summon demons. Friday the 13th Part 4 on Blu-ray, Misery on DVD, Psycho Gorman on Blu-ray, Puppet Master on DVD. One of those crazy, like, 12-movie sets with movies you've completely forgotten about. A Vintage Seals Pez Dispenser. Another sealed package of Dinosaur Attack cards. Herbert West Toonie Terrors. Never Before Christmas Reaction Sally Dow. This next one okay. is a... 
I don't I don't want to I don't want to you know go go off tangent for too long. But just because of the way you said it, it really sounded like you said a vintage seals Pez, Pez dispenser, and my brain magically ima- uh, immediately pictured a Navy seals Pez dispenser. Um, let me try that again. <laughs> I have mush mouth today because I was not prepared. No, no, no. You, like it, it was clear that you said sealed, but at the yeah. same time, my my brain just went seals and and went off in that brain tangent direction. We'll get to a, the brain tangent direction in a bit, guys. Yes, a vintage sealed. Pez dispenser of the artist seal. <laughs> don't eat the candy because I don't know what year this Pez dispenser's from. Uh, oh, that never goes bad. This next set, you get the following eight reaction figures sealed. That's right, seal. Uh, Baron Harkonnen, Solar, the Luchador. Clear plastic Toxic Avenger. You get fun vintage repainted mummy in orange. Creature from the Black Lagoon in yellow. Frankenstein in green and blue. Wolfman in yellow and blue. And last but not least, Vincent Price. You get a skull coloring book and a horror coloring book. You get a lovely piece of Matt LeMay artwork with Pennywise the Clown over the state of Maine. You get two pieces of Mike Alvarez artwork. You get a set of collectible killer clowns from Outer Space Buttons, another Pez dispenser, and another pack of dinosaur tax cards. That's this next set, crazy. because I'm not done yet. This is the I like to read set that Strasburg is probably going to get. You get a huge pile of Goosebumps books, gently used in that like they were in a flooded basement or like under some kid's bed. I don't know. You can't get Goosebumps anymore. Just saying. You got kids, they like to read, get this set. You get three pieces of Mike Alvarez artwork. You get two sealed Kenner-style Marvel action figures in Venom and Dark Phoenix. Yep. You get What If Zombie Iron Man from Marvel Legends. You get a Vampirella Christmas ornament. You get, let's see here, R.L. Stein's Stuff of Nightmares number one, the comic book. You get Lord of the Jungle Tarzan number one, the comic book. You get The New Barbarians number one. You get Tiny Titans, Back to the Treehouse, volume one. Batman, Little Gotham, volume one. How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety, classic book, great read. And you get Something's Killing the Children's, volume one and volume two. I said children's. You get Hellboy Seed of Destruction, Volume 1, and one of those really cool, like, mystery sealed bags of comic books where you can only see the cover, the first one, and it's Wildcats, and another Pez dispenser. Don't eat the candy. (laughs) I think that's it. Those are the sets you can win. There's four total. Here's the rules that I was thinking. Enter. I'm going to say, like, put your name under the picture when I post it. I will consider that an entry. I'm going to put all these in one of those like online spinny wheels and I'm going to go from one to four. I'm going to number them. If you win, you can no longer win any more prizes. So I don't want somebody winning all four. So let's just use Matt LeMay as an example. Matt LeMay puts his name on all four. He wins the first one. He's out of the next three. To win, all you have to do is listen to episode 100 when I pick these live on the show. Listen to the podcast. If I say, hey, uh, Bob McGillicuddy, you won, 
That's your cue to get a hold of me via however you entered. Via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Slasher, whatever you've heard about the show. You have to get on one of our social media channels as you shoot me a message. I'll even get out our email, countcreepy at gmail.com, and just say, hey, I heard I won. That's it. I need to know you listened to the episode. That's all I need. And I will send you the prize. I will take care of the shipping, boxing it up, all of that. And on top of everything else, I've got like little chachis I'm going to throw in there, like stickers, uh, some pins, some of those like Lego guys you can get on Wish. All that crap I'm going to throw in a box. Send it to you. Thanks for being a listener. That's it. Does that sound easy enough for you guys? Because, Josh, I know you do giveaways a lot for Pixmans. And uh, I know if you ask for too much, people just don't want to have anything to do to it. Do with it. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that sounds like an excellent way to run things. I think yep. that is as low effort as possible. Mm-hmm. It's literally just enter and listen to see if you won. I think that's perfect. I'm not going to make you listen to the whole episode. I'll announce the winners pretty early. Then you can tap out if you don't like the show. But you got to listen. Give it a taste. Try your vegetables, whatever. But I think a lot of people that are going to enter are our regular listeners, our core group of like 25 people oh, that yeah. are always there listening. This is my way to give back, say thank you. And it's probably the only time I'm going to do this until episode 200 if we go that long. So um, those are the prizes. I will be putting pictures up on Facebook and all the channels. You want to enter, just put your name under the picture. That's it. And I'll count that as an entry and I'll put you on the wheel. Um one entry per wheel. So that's all I need. Easy peasy. Um, I think that is it. I'm going to hop into plugs. We've got Boogeyman's Closet. Mike, what's coming up? Uh, well, the uh, episode that will be coming out today is High Tension. Um, and then after that, we will be continuing with Us by uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, but we also have a couple of specials coming, uh, coming up. Uh, we have a Back to School special. Uh, which should be dropping sometime later this week. And uh, we have a uh, birthday special for Maurice, which will be next week. Cool. Uh, is that his birthday pick a surprise? Uh, it's going to be Halloween 4. Ooh. Ooh. That, uh, I actually like that one. Yep. One of my, um, they got it right kind of with Michael Myers, at least in my opinion. Um, Josh, how did the logs sell on Pikmin's? Logs sold very well. Uh, you know, they, they always sell well enough for me to be like, I guess I'm doing another one. <laughs> so um, 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 I'm not going to say which one is next, but uh, I would say keep an eye out for the next one in probably October. Uh, later this month, we've got the uh, Ice Cream Kitty Professor Cluckingsworth 2-pack dropping Next month, uh, working on dropping the Wheeler and a new log. Uh, and then uh, there will be some some drops in between December, uh, you know, uh, November, December, January. But uh, they're going to slow down again because I'll be getting ready for assembly required and getting pieces ready for that. So, yeah, a couple of, couple of more fun releases for sure. A couple of things that might happen this year. They might not. Uh, we'll see. But definitely Ice Cream Kitty, another log, and the Wheeler coming up soon. Cool. How was the second run of the Creep? 
Uh, second run of the creep slowed down a bit, as I expected. Uh, there, I've got a couple ready to go in the shop, uh, mainly because I wanted them ready to go in case the one that I put up at Bat City Toys sold really quick. Uh, it's been getting a lot of interest, but you know, as per usual, like you know, you go into a toy shop, you're not expecting to go spend $150 on a single custom. So that's true. I, I didn't expect that to, you know, fly off the shelf. Uh, whoever won your second Glow-in-the-Dark Creep, congratulations. You now have one uh, of two. That would be the user Deadboy, who is a longtime, uh, longtime Pikmin supporter. I actually got a, a big smile when I saw that winner. It was like, oh, hey. Cool. That's all. Uh, congratulations. It's a great, great piece. And if you have a black light, it pops up. It's awesome. It looks beautiful. Uh, we've got So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast done by your great friends, Mike. It's an amazing podcast. Uh, deep dive into a single episode of uh, The Simpsons. Every yep. episode. It's great. I love it. It's a great show. Uh, we've got Mike McCoy's and uh, Sarah Mc. <laughs> mcdonald's uh their stuff so mike mccoy does great special effects uh tara does awesome artwork for tattoos and she has coffin dreams llc um listen her her name is tara and i won't hear any different i keep (laughs) wanting to say mr mitzel pitalix but uh (laughs) yeah what's coming up on raised by reynolds mike uh, we have our um, Breakfast Club episode coming out, I think, next week. Um, and then after that, we are going to go back to straight up just improv uh, a random story. Uh, we're going to we're going to because we had so much fun with the hot garbage and Vangabus of death. <laughs> that we're going to do that again, but uh, this time based on absolutely nothing. So it's just going to be we're going to surprise each other with a story concept and see where we can go with it. Um. Does it take a dark turn in Breakfast Club? Or do you guys um, take it seriously? Uh, it's it, We kind of go horror with it. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Jerry's Closet is taking a brief hiatus. Uh, there will be a gift card in the book prize package that once the online shop opens up, Sam will gladly accept. So it's $25 to use anything you want. Uh, books, pornography... Uh, take your pick. Sam's got tons and tons of stuff. Um, she's sort of a magnet for that geeky kind of uh, stuff, and she's going to have it for sale. So, uh, Sam, I know you're listening, and I know you're not doing anything right now, but we're still going to plug Jerry's Closet. Get in the time machine, go buy stuff. Uh, that's it. And as we teased, Josh is going to kind of give us a peek inside of his head because, Josh, it's a well-known fact that you're just batshit crazy. This is like, true. There, there's just rabid cats living in your skull, and uh, it gives us great comedy. And I just asked, I said, like, can you just kind of write down some of the intrusive thoughts you have and share them with us? And you're like, sure, yeah, give me a week to just write down random horrible shit that I think of, and I'm going to share them with you. So I want everybody to sit back. Josh is going to tell us three things that went through his mind last week in the voices that they went through his mind as, and then we are going to uh, jump into show and tell. So we will be right back. 
So yeah, it's uh, as as Mike mentioned, it's it's a well-known fact that I've got voices in my head. And on any given day, I'll I'll be, you know, I'll be trotting along kind of humming something to myself, like humming some random song to myself, uh and then I'll just start singing it as someone else. Uh and and it it leads to a lot of fun, but it leads to a lot of weirdness too because it also leads to those moments of with so much drama in the LBC, you know, it's and, and all of a sudden Kermit's in my head singing gin and juice. Uh, and I have to live with that. So, uh, you know, for for your enjoyment, uh, the first first random thought of the week was. Is that box of red crayons the reason it's always red when I wipe? And, you know, it's just Orson. Yeah, you can picture Orson Welles just eating a box of red crayons, too. Like, yes. Oh, yes. The red ones have the best flavor. Oh, God, yes. Or a moment of. I know where Waldo is. He has entered the witness protection program. I'm going to take his secret to my grave for he is a relative. Why? Because we love Werner. Or, you know, because everyone wants to hear Kermit. I'm going to turn myself inside out. Why? Because Grandma says I'm beautiful inside and maybe that'll help me get dates. (laughs) (laughs) The wiping one? (laughs) I lost it. And I mean, let's let's be fair here. It's it, I there there are ridiculous imagined moments of of just like Kermit and Fozzie having inappropriate conversations, like like Kermit, Kermit. Do you also enjoy the feeling of someone's hand upside up inside you? Uh, you know, Fozzie. That's a funny question, because, uh, yes, uh, I enjoy a good fisting. Ah, waka waka! That's, that's what I say when they put their hand up in me. <laughs> All right, All right, hold on, hold on. Do you think they moan with that first <laughs> entry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, uh. I think we're so used to it by now that unless you're a new Muppet, it's got to be a pretty big fist to make you moan. I could just imagine, like, you know, you're going to work, you're you're a, a puppeteer, and you, you got Scooter, and you kind of just slide in, and he's like, Aah. you know, your hand gets all wet, you don't know why. <laughs> it's a moment of, a little to the left, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, some some other other Muppets that will remain nameless are just a simple. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I can honestly picture like going up into Animal and his eyebrows perking up. Just being like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Janice telling me to like hook the fingers. Like get behind it for sure. 
Don't forget the stink. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I think Muppets have pretty much a cloaca, like a chicken. <laughs> I think it's just one giant hole that encompasses it all. <laughs> Man, just imagine your first day as a as a puppeteer. They don't tell you that what to expect, you know. <laughs> and everybody just laughs because it's your first time of the Muppet moaning in ecstasy. It's just slide up in. Yeah. <laughs> this time! <laughs> oh, episode title. What did you do tonight before work, Mike? Well, I talked about Muppets moaning when they get fisted. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Uh, go talk to Human Resources, please. <laughs> Oh, Lord Almighty. So it's been... I'm too good to take a beasting. I take two! (laughs) (laughs) I take a footing. Oh, no. Kermit, you need to put your whole arm in to satisfy moi. Oh, that's horrifying. Um... (laughs) Show and tell, guys. <laughs> Josh, I think you got the coolest thing of all of us in Snake Mountain, so I'm going to close with you. Okay. Mike, did you get anything good the last three weeks? Uh, I got far too much because uh celebrated an anniversary, um, got some uh, random gifts, and then I bought way too much. So uh, let's start here with uh i guess i'll start with the stuff that jess got me for our anniversary uh she got me the joy toy um infinity uh arin ardena i know i'm sure i'm saying this wrong it's basically the werewolf collection i have no idea what this is from like what property but it's the giant gun toting werewolf and the weird like sidekick lady with the machine gun (laughs) um it's a badass set. This werewolf is like he's huge. You, I feel like you could kill a man with him. He's very heavy. Uh, tons of articulation, tons of paint apps. Like they're just gorgeous figures. My only complaint is with a lot of the lady joy toy figures because the limbs are so thin. Um, a lot of times their wrists like to like their hands like to pop out. So it's like they have all these different interchangeable hands. And it's like the first time you change them, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then you go to pose them and then the handle pop out. And it's like you you have to either do the super glue trick to like tighten up the joint some or just leave them with the hands that they had in package. Because every time I change them out, at least one of them is a little bit loose, um, but really cool set. And then she got me the uh, the Mecca. Uh, it's the North four armed uh, armed Mecca. It's the big blue like construction robot um, that comes with the weird post-apocalyptic chick and the gas mask. <laughs> um, it's cool as hell, but this is earlier Joy Toy, so it's very fragile. Um, I haven't had any trouble with it, but it feels like all of its accessories are made out of that same plastic that NECA uses for uh, you know the Ninja Turtles accessories. Yeah. They all feel like they're going to, like, if you bend it a little too much, it's going to snap in half. Um, all of his bladed weapons feel like that. So it's like, I'm a little hesitant to display him with the bladed stuff. So right now he just has his claw attachment hand and his gun. 
Um, but really cool mech. The figure fits in it perfectly. Uh, she's great. You know, again, very cool Joy Toy figure. Um, again, the only complaint I have is with the, the, the wrists. Like when you change out the hands, they get a little loose. Um, I got another one of the, uh, it's, it's the same Arcadia stuff that the werewolf guys are from, but it's this pan oceanic knockin is his name. He's just basically a really weird, like sci-fi soldier. Jess, uh, got him for me as well. Can I ask you a question before I forget? Sure. What do you get Jess? Cause she clearly just goes on your Amazon wish list and just goes bonkers <laughs> um i get she usually has like a lot of clothes and like various books and like uh gardening stuff that she, she loves her garden so like i got her a bunch of gardening stuff i got her like an entire new wardrobe like good god i spent so much money on clothes okay so it's not like uh i got you tim horton's gift card oh no 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 this is any like, crueler you want baby no no this is this is like i i you know i take notes on things that she says that she wants. And then she usually gives me a couple uh, ideas for, for articles of clothing that she wants. Um, and then I always surprise her with stuff as well. Like I got her the uh, Dia de los Muertos Barbie. Um, she really liked that. She, that's, that's now in our living room. Um, and then just a random, just because give like, she really loves those little, like the real fuzzy fleece blankets. Yep. And I, I found one that looked like a blockbuster tape. And I thought oh. that was hilarious. Because we used to go to Blockbuster like every Friday night when we first started dating and we'd run a movie and just kind of hang out. And uh, so I got that. So now we have a Blockbuster blanket on our couch. Um, but she also got me the last thing she got me uh, was the the what is it called? The Cosmic Terror Skeletor from the CGI cartoon. Yeah. Which I'm still bummed that that cartoon ended. But this figure is freaking awesome. Um, very much like I said about the X-Men 97 Sentinel, where it's super basic, but really fun. Uh, unfortunately, the first one she got for me, we had to return because right in the box, the wing was broken. Um, it's that open box concept. And unfortunately, the way the wings are packaged, if it gets bent, that wing's going to snap. And that's exactly what happened. The cardboard was bent and you could see where it bent, um, probably in shipping, but, uh, so we just sent it back and got a new one, but he's, he's a great figure. Like he's just this big chunky monster, uh, a lot of fun. And then the, uh, ones I bought for myself, I got the acid rain commander cortex figure, which is fantastic. <laughs> this guy is so damn cool. Um, I wish I had the reaction version, but you know, he sold out by the time I was paying attention. Um, but well, the, it's the, always coming back in a different colorway, so I would just wait. True. But, like, the problem I have with the Acid Rain figures, I, I have several Acid Rain figures. And they're, they're gorgeous figures. Their feet are articulated a little bit weird. Like, they kind of all curve up slightly at the end. Like, their toes are pointed skyward for some reason. I hate that. Yeah, and it makes it hard for them to stand sometimes. And also, their waist joint, is it's a very small... Uh, ball and socket so most of them have the thing where if you bend them too far it pops open um with a robot figure it's fine because it's like you just got blasted in half but with some of my other figures it's kind of annoying because you're just trying to pose them and they fall in half um but really great figure a lot of fun and then i got uh the <laughs> i'm sure i'm gonna say this one wrong but it's another one of the warhammer figures it's the ultramarine ultramarine's 
Primus Chaplin Brother Varus. He's the weird skull guy I sent you guys the photo of. I only got him because I had a gift card and Bezos bucks, so he was like $3. <laughs> so I was like, screw it, I'm getting him. Because um, he's another one that almost sold out, and it's he's just too freaking cool. I had to have him in my collection. Um, I also got <clears throat> Shrapnel from Transformers Legacy Evolution. I got the next Insectica, Insecticon that I don't, uh, I didn't get yet. I still need, God, Josh, help me out. What's the beetle guy's name? Is it Bombshell? Bombshell. Yep. That's the one I need to get still. Ball sick. Yep. Bombshell isn't out yet. Um, yeah, so he's the, he's the last one I need. I just watched a review of him the other night. It looked really cool. But, uh, and then the last two things I got was, uh, just, just got me as a just because figure. Cause he was like, apparently super dirt cheap. Was the uh, Lightyear uh, Zap Commander figure, the five-inch figures. He's just a cool little sci-fi soldier dude. Like, he was dirt cheap and uh, a lot of fun to play with. So, <laughs> like, that's I'm happy with that. And I bought myself the Dicelings uh, Mimic figure from the Dungeons & Dragons line. Which, I know these aren't very popular, but I really like this Mimic. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm going to get it because it's... It's essentially what it needs to be, and that's a treasure chest that's got a mouth inside of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's also really fun to transform. It's once you see the the little like because there's like one trick to it. Once you know what that is, it's super fun to transform back and forth. But yeah, it was a very uh, very heavy couple of weeks for me. I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff. Like I uh, I know I got some stuff at Ollie's. Um, like. I, I got the Marvel Legends Retro Bullseye and somebody else. I don't remember who now, <laughs> but I know. I, oh, Falcon. Um, but yeah, I, I grabbed a couple of figures like that, but uh, definitely been a hectic couple of weeks. Check your Ollie's. Every Ollie's has been getting just like an insane amount of random shit. Mm-hmm. It's not like every Ollie's is going to have the same thing. I picked up. Just at one alley's, the only one that I ran into that had them, uh, the Power Rangers two packs that were out like six months ago, where you could get the Yellow Ranger with the second actress that played her that's not Trini. Oh, yeah. Scorpia, who is uh, like a reoccurring villain that was in the Super Sentai. That's like a scorpion woman. She looks really cool. And then there's a two pack with a blue ranger and the silver psycho ranger for $14.99. I've seen masters of the universe stuff. I've seen tons of GI Joe stuff, mountains and mountains and mountains of Marvel legends. Um, The list goes on and on wrestling. Take your pick. It's like either they're getting ready for Christmas or they just bought, they bought out something somewhere and they just have a ton of stock. I think it's the stuff that didn't sell because of COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're just taking advantage of it. And it's all the Mattel stuff was not cheap for some reason. Like the He-Man shit was like $14.99, $16.99. Yeah. Um, which I don't understand why there's so much, but the Hasbro stuff is practically free. Yeah, that's where I got the uh the Iceman, the um oh my god, the onslaught or was it onslaught wave? No, it was the Age of Apocalypse, that's what it was. The Age of Apocalypse Iceman. I got him there for ten bucks. Yeah. They just got uh, the Black Panther wave and the controller wave. Mm. Two more waves of Marvel Legends, and I'm mad that I paid full retail for them. Um, is that it, Mike? I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I also, I, I know I told you guys about this, but 
I also got the uh, um, Motu Origins Snake Face came in the mail. And uh, I can't say anything that Josh didn't already say about him. He's fantastic. It's an awesome update to the figure. Like, yeah, do I miss the action feature? Of course I do. But, you know, having the swappable head with all the snakes out and still having the little flip down snake panels in his chest, I'm happy. It's a it's a great figure. Cool. Um, I got a ton of at Wendy's currently. They have a Keshi themed DC superheroes set. So each kid's meal, you're going to get a box that has three superheroes in it or villains or mix. And they come in four possible colorways. These are straight up Keshi figures. Uh, think of like Muscle, Kaniku Man, Slug Zombies, everything Josh did uh, kind of before he, he upgraded. You get three guys. They come in, there are six sets total. And I have been buying them chronically to, to get a complete collection. But they're awesome. You can get like Gorilla Grodd, The Flash, Batgirl, Superman, Supergirl, Batman, uh, The Joker. No, actually, there's no Joker. Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Nubia, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Black Manta. With the Happy Meal, you get three guys. This is easily the best Kids Meal prize that I've seen in years. Um, the only downside is you got to get a Kids Meal. They won't sell them to you separately. Um, I have yet to find a Wendy's that was like, yeah, they're only a dollar. Like, you got to eat their four-piece nugget, their hamburger, their cheeseburger. Um which is fine, but like you eat like three in a day, you're going to start getting violently ill. <laughs> At least that's been my experience. <laughs> um, I have been going through my basement. I have stacks and stacks of stuff that I bought that just didn't get around to building or opening up. And I finally opened up the Universal Monsters Bell Lugosi. And as Dracula, it's... A beautiful figure like i have zero complaints about him they somehow found a way in the black and white figure to have the light over his eyes like the way he's painted with lugosi was always hypnotizing you with that look um mm -hmm. and it's part of the paint job and it's beautiful uh i have also picked up bride of frankenstein which is also another amazing figure um soft goods robe all the bandages underneath. She's got three different portraits, interchangeable hands. It, it's a great set for the price that you're paying. Um, everything else I got, uh, the only thing of note is Fangor. I finally opened him up and played with him a little bit. He's great. And I kind of feel bad that uh, he is the mechanic for the snake men and they don't have any vehicles. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, he's got a job that's completely useless. Uh, the comic he comes with, he's building like a mind control machine or something and he's messing with He-Man. Um, but just thinking about it, like he's got a wrench, like that's his job. He's sort of like an evil man at arms, but the snake men don't have anything. <laughs> so I sort of just feel bad for him. Um, but it's cool. And the comic definitely like alludes to the coming of Lady Slither as a, a figure, which will be in the news in a little bit. Um, so if it ever comes back out again, you can have the chance to get him. He's awesome. Um, I wish with some of these new characters, they kind of would make a little effort to show you what, like what it would look like if it was a vintage figure and what the action feature would be like maybe as uh, 
like a little CG model or something. Like I don't necessarily need the figure, but you can kind of imagine what the fang feature would be kind of like recessing into the head and coming back out again. Oh, yeah. um, it would just be cool to see as a toy. Um, in my opinion, the way I'm picturing it is I'm picturing his, his fangs done in like a soft vinyl, like a uh, snake faces snakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's or almost like tongue lasher's tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, the deal would be, like, finding a, a nice condition fang ore, because, you know, the fangs would always be broken from kids. Um, he's a great figure. Totally worth your money. Um, I, I hope they keep putting this amount of effort into all these new characters that go up on Maddie Collector. Um, I have all of my new stuff. Josh, I know you got it. It's sitting in my pile of loot. I haven't shipped it yet on uh, Big Bad Toy Store. Josh, go ahead. Tell us oh, man. all about everything. I got, I've got, i got a pile of stuff to talk about. I'm going to start off uh, a little bit off the beaten path with a couple of things that uh, I will start off by saying most of the stuff I bought, uh, like straight up bought, bought, is related to the Disney trip somehow because that's, that's taking the money right now. Uh, a lot of the toys I got in are things that I pre-ordered and just eventually showed up. All, all in good timing when I was taking a break. So woohoo pre-orders for that. <laughs> um, but I will, I will start with the fact that I got something that I am way too excited about. Uh, do you guys, are you guys familiar with uh, Disney bounding? No. Is that where you like tie I, your feet up for Disney? It is, it is essentially, so adults are not allowed to wear costumes in Disney. So the thing that adults do is called Disney bounding, and it's essentially casual cosplay. Uh, it's cosplay that can't be mistaken for anyone that works for the park. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it can't be like you can't go in there in a full out Snow White costume, but you could wear Snow White's colors in an outfit inspired by her. You know, mm-hmm. um, I decided since. One, I never pictured myself being excited to go back to Disney because I worked there. Um, Wait, what? That's a story for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I, I never pictured myself being excited to go back for one. And two, it's been for the past several years, it's been so cost prohibitive that it's just not something that I thought was possible. So we're going all out. Uh, so I bought a couple of things related to that in uh, that also tie into stuff we talk about in the respect that I'm going to ho- Hollywood Studios in casual Gonzo cosplay. So I got a replica of Gonzo the Great's uh, hot pepper button-down shirt, which is, brought me more joy than I thought it would opening it. It was a moment of just like, oh, God, do I need more Muppet clothes? um so yeah i was very excited about that um also got uh and this is something i need to go on a side rant about also got some of the new lego marvel minifigures it was my one real toy splurge that i bought in the i wanted to ask you about these because i saw them and i was like "Ooh, josh is going to tell me all about them um i i will start with the fact that i'm fucking pissed at lego if this is the direction they're going with their minifigures from now on, then 
I'm just going to figure out ways to buy the entire sets and sell off the ones that I don't want, which is really frustrating because they are now boxed. Oh, that sucks. The only way to tell what you are getting is by weight. So if you want to bring a little digital scale to the store with you and weigh out each fucking one, you can figure out who you're getting. But that's it. That's the only way to figure out how you're who you're getting. How fucking accurate is that? Uh, apparently incredibly accurate. Okay. Because each one has unique weights. Which it seems insane to me. They're they're all off by like 0.1 ounce. Okay. But um, now the ones I got, first off, this is the first time in I don't know how long I have gotten a Lego minifigure double. Which right off the bat pisses me off. Because it's like, uh, uh, and it was the first two I opened. Is that first the sound I, that the, the Muppets make when you stick your fist inside of them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, first two I opened were both She-Hulk, which right off the bat was like, okay, not only is it one that I would not have sought out, but it's two of one that I would not have sought out. They are... They're all great minifigures. The printing on them is beautiful. They're very, very well done. Uh, That being said, the ones I got are literally all of the ones that I would have picked last. Okay, well, who's in the sets? Um, Let me see. I don't have the sheet with me, so let me me pull it up online. Eh. Eh. Fistman Okay. I saw Wolverine and I think that's it. And I was like, meh. Um so the the series is uh X-Men ninety seven Beast, X-Men ninety seven Storm, X-Men ninety seven Wolverine, who comes with a decapitated Lego Sentinel head that looks really fucking cool. Cool. Um Moon Knight, Mr. Knight, who comes with a printed mini goldfish tank. Ooh, that's cool. She-Hulk. Uh, what's the villain's name from uh, Ten Rings? Wenwu? Yeah. Not Wen- to be confused with the Mandarin. Um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Cassie, Cassie Lang. Ant-Man. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and she comes with a, a really, really cool micro Ant-Man. Uh, what's his, uh, what the hell is the werewolf's name? Werewolf by night. Yeah. The werewolf. Um, Clint Barton, Kate Bishop, both in their Hawkeye attire. And Agatha. Okay. Uh, who comes with the Darkhold and a, and like a printed evil spell interior. I want Agatha, Cassie with Ant-Man, Mr. Knight, and Wolverine. Those are like my four top picks. I wound up with two She-Hulk. Kate Bishop, 
Clint Barton, Moon Knight, and the Werewolf. Well, that sucks. Moon Moon Knight is the coolest. He has amazing printing. He looks fantastic. Kate and Clint are just like they're cool. Their prints are great, but they're also just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Although I'm glad they they do both have their dual face prints, so they have alternate beat up faces. That's kind of cool, but you know, overall, it's just like, uh, okay. Like, the werewolf is kind of cool because he comes with the bloodstone. Kate is kind of cool because she comes with the one-eyed dog. But, it, you know, it says something that I'm more excited about their accessories than the figures themselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's my side rant for the one thing that I actually splurged on is, shame on you, Lego, for going away from the bags. Like, there's... There's got to be a way to keep the bags around and make people happy and not have them be as wasteful. There's There's got to be a way. So, or is this because people were just pinching the bags, getting the ones they wanted, and that was slowing down sales? Now you have no choice but to just keep buying them and buying them. Or there, are people ripping them open? Well, their official reasoning is for sustainability. Because if they go with the paper packaging, it's recyclable. Well, whereas the foil bags are not. Okay. Uh, that being said, yeah, it took me a while to actually buy some of these because anytime I run into them in the store, they're all ripped open. Yeah. Because people don't like the boxes. Mm-hmm. Or does that save you time sometimes because they leave the one that you want? It, no, you know, it's because this is unlike the Mario uh, boxed blind boxes. There's no plastic wrappers in these ones. Like these are literally just loose pieces in that cardboard. So those just end up right on the floor. Yep. So most of the time that I find them ripped open, they're empty or there's like a single piece in them. That sucks. Yeah. It's, it's, ah, that's another Muppet sound. (laughs) Ah, uh anyway on to the other stuff uh all of these were pre-orders but they are all fucking exciting i'll start with the ramen toy masterverse movie he-man dolph lundgren head holy shit what a difference this makes like as soon as i put it first off it fits better than the stock head it comes with that's so exciting to me that i was worried that it would be one of those like you need poster tack no, it actually, uh, have you, you have it, right? No, I didn't get it. Oh, so I don't know if you guys have run into this or not, but some of the Masterverse heads are really fucking tough to pop off. Yeah. He, uh, movie He-Man is one of them, where the head, it feels like the socket is just a touch too small. So it feels like you're going to break it, getting the damn thing off or trying to pose it. And it's, uh, the Ramen Toys one feels like it should be the stock one with how good and smooth it moves. Like, pops on with no effort, it's secure, it moves well, the skin tone matches perfectly. Uh, and as soon as, as soon as I popped it on, my brain automatically started playing the, the movie theme song and just went, 
it's me who wanted Skeletor. It's <laughs> always been me. Uh, and of course, I held him up to Ruth and I went, look, 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 it's He-Man. Tell me about the loneliness of good He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> because I unashamedly love that terrible, terrible movie. Anyway, moving on, I also got Spike Orr. Uh, mm-hmm. Spike Orr, now, we talked about this in our chat off the show a little bit, uh, but I've got to bring it up because Spike Orr blew my mind. Because one complaint I've had with Spike Orr since they unveiled him is that his trident looked wonky because of the way it sits on his wrist. Yeah. Which is fucking accurate to the vintage toy. I don't know why, but my brain always looked at his wrist and saw it covering his like wrist more. Mm-hmm. Whereas it doesn't, it just sort of sits on top of his wrist. So bravo Mattel for capturing a detail that I completely overlooked on the vintage toy. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, he's great. I love the fact that they gave him the two tridents. I don't miss the fact that it's not um, back metal because there's no risk of it rubbing or chipping or flaking yeah there's no way for it to to work now it's just accept it move on yeah i mean the uh what is the battle armor the battle armor he-man yeah that came the battle cap that was done in the vac metal it's a great figure the vac metal is holding up really well but it just always looks dirty and tarnished Right. Because that's the nature of back metal. Uh, anyway, also got, I'm moving up to the best for last. Also got the Skeleton Warrior 2-pack. Oh. These so are some of the coolest fucking figures in Origins. Um, I love the fact that they have fully sculpted new bone pieces. There's some reuse in, like, the crotch piece and the feet. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're all new sculpted pieces that look like cool glow-in-the-dark skeletons. Uh, they, the If you want it to look unhelmeted, you can pop the Masterverse stair glow head onto them and it fits perfectly. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it just, they're, I can't say enough good things about them. Their glow is fantastic. Their, their swappability is really fun because you can do really sort of dark things with it and have someone being like eaten alive in an acid acid pit. Nice. So like, you know, they're half bone sticking out of the, the acid pit, which, you know, is pretty horrific for He-Man. Yeah. I mean, he's got a slime pit that when I was a kid, didn't turn you into a zombie. It's straight up melted you. Yeah. True, but the ability to actually put, like, bone-melted pieces on figures. Oh, okay, yeah, that's... Uh, It's dark, and it's wonderful, and I love it. Which brings us to uh, Snake Mountain. Origin Snake Mountain. Holy shit, I love it. They've done everything possible to make it feel like an actual playset, and it just works. Uh, I mean... If Ruth were home, I would ask her to chime in. But there were several points where I was unboxing it and putting it together where she looked over and saw me with my 
shit-eating, shit-eating grin sitting on the floor. And she was just like, you're really happy right now, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. As I sat and assembled it and saw all the new features. Um, the, the dungeon cage works brilliantly. Uh, I, it shouldn't be as fun as it is for such a basic thing. Because it's literally just a cage you can drop a figure in and then slide it into a different spot. Mm. But it works. It works really well. It works better than that stupid net. Um, the acid pit feature is a lot of fun. Although I will warn you, I've seen a lot of reports online of people, uh, I guess, I guess tugging too hard and the pegs popping off. Oh. And they've basically just glued them back in place. Because they are held in by rivets. Mm-hmm. But the rivets are, I guess, not as strong as they could be. I haven't had any issues with mine. They're working just fine. Although, I will note uh, something that I haven't seen mentioned that is definitely going to be popping up really, really soon, I'm sure. Uh, the paint on the acid pit, specifically the area that folds out, is very prone to chipping. Kind of sucks, but at the same time, like, if you're going to be popping hard plastic onto hard plastic, you're going to get some paint chippage. Right. Uh, I really can't fault it that much because it's so fun. Like, it's it's really fun popping the figures in half and having them sinking in acid and replacing one of their arms with a skeleton arm from the skeleton warriors and making it look like they're dissolving because their arm touched the acid. <laughs> The, uh, the little rubber creatures that snap onto the pegs are great. Uh, there are actually four pegs. One of the pegs is hidden by a little rock. But the rock is also rubber and pops off and reveals a fourth peg. Skeletor's bone throne is perfect. <laughs> um, sorry. I'm sorry, but talking about <clears throat> pegs and then a bone throne just makes it sound very dirty. Well, you know, I mean, Skeletor is pegging Beastman in the Snake Mountain, so. <laughs> um, anywho. <laughs> uh, no, they, they have literally, they've improved everything on it. From uh, it being slightly bigger than the vintage one. To all of the action features in it actually working. Giving it different levels and making it feel like an actual playset. Giving it action features. Uh, everything is there from the vintage one except for the stupid net and the microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the microphone. Uh, it's really cheesy, but the way the wolf's head, uh, when you turn it and turn the little spider that you can attach to it, it just turns the spider and not the whole wolf head, and it's kind of fun. It's it's cheesy, it's dumb, but as a kid, I would have had a ball with it. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, I find myself just popping the spider on, being like, Nah, dancing spider of Snake Mountain! (laughs) Uh, But most importantly, uh, these are the three features that I feel are most important to mention. The chains, the shackles on the outside of Snake Mountain, uh, are now a very durable-feeling rubber. 
so you will not be snapping them. Nice. Uh, also, they are fully enclosed wrist shackles, so you have to pop the figure's hands off. Uh, and then, you know, put the wrists in and pop the hands back on to put them in the shackles. Mm-hmm. So they're actually, like, attached in the shackles now. They're not going to fall out. The shackles aren't going to break. They aren't going to have some weird position because they're hard plastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work really well. They are a great update. I really like the way they did them. Secondly, the bridge. The bridge is one solid piece. Nice. Oh, it doesn't have that, like, weird joint that never worked. Exactly. Uh, it's one solid piece that pops off and stores very easily inside Snake Mountain for you to cl- uh, close it up. Cool. Um, it's larger than the vintage one. It's wider. So you can actually pose figures on it now. And they did a, yeah, they did a really great job. As soon as I pulled it out, it was like, oh my God, it's a solid bridge piece. Oh, thank God. Uh, and lastly, the trap door on the peak of Snake Mountain works. Cool. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I could never get it to actually fully work on the vintage one. The figures would always get stuck falling through. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, no, it works perfectly on this one. It just like it drops them right either into the acid pit or into the into the dungeon if you have it attached there. Uh, it I, does. I will mention that you might have to like slightly move the position of the dungeon to get the trap door to line up perfectly, but it does line up. And once it's lined up, it works really smooth. Um, other than that, it's, it's just, I think I like it a little bit more than Grayskull because it feels like such an update. Um, Grayskull is amazing. It's Grayskull, Mm -hmm. but it also feels like they basically were just like, let's recreate the vintage one and add nothing new. Yeah. Snake Mountain feels like they looked at the vintage one and went, Let's plus this up in every way possible. And it makes such a difference that Grayskull, I want to open and pose figures inside of. Snake Mountain, I want to open and play with. Nice. Um, I will I will mention this one drawback to wrap up. Uh, something I already pointed out to you guys that people noticed online. The uh, the worst offender of this is the control panel sticker, where it used to be the battery pack for the microphone. It looks like Mattel probably recreated or traced these stickers from the vintage playset with AI. And ooh, bad. oh, that panel does not look good. Yeah. The uh, the floor sticker with the with the like wooden trap door and the little lizard thing on it. That one looks fine. There's obviously some amount of loss of detail, but it's not noticeable like it is on the control panel. The control panel looks like a bad AI recreation of the control panel. And shame on Mattel for that. Like, you have so many talented artists working on this line. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the bone throne mostly sits in front of it if you peg it into its proper place. So it's kind of hidden. 
Thank God for the bone throne. <laughs> Just bone in your throne. I'm going to bone in that throne all night. Josh, would you say it's worth the, how much is it? Uh, $80 and unquestionably. Okay. Ask for it for Christmas. To all of our listeners who are more than likely men with significant others, they're like, what do I get you for Christmas? So you don't get more novelty t-shirts, ask for Snake Mountain. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say as much as uh, as much as I want it, we were discussing lack of room earlier. If I purge enough stuff, I, I might be getting it because <laughs> I really want it. It is cool looking. I, I highly recommend it. And um, actually, no, there is one other thing I want to point out. So there, there are a few little spots on Snake Mountain that look very much like ports where you would plug something in. Mm, okay. And there's nothing to plug into them. Yeah. You know, it, it almost feels a little bit like looking at Castle Grayskull and seeing a foot peg where the suit of armor should be. Mm-hmm. And having that moment of like, huh, okay, I see what you're doing. So there, there are a few spots like that that definitely lead me and most people online to believe there is a Snake Mountain accessory set coming. Nice. I would be, I would be surprised if there was not a Snake Mountain accessory set. Not that it's missing anything. Uh, like as it is, everything, everything you want from the vintage set is there. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's not like Grayskull where it's it's that glaring missing thing. But yeah, no, it's a uh, who it's good. <laughs> cool. I mean, the only thing that stopped me from getting it is that I have the Super Seven. That's classic one, you know, um, which has most of the same features. Um, right. Mattel does edge it out in a couple things, but to me, it's like, do I need the smaller one when I have the gigantic one? And I'd, honestly, I would say the answer there is probably not. Yeah, because it's like if I'm going to play with it, I want my Origins He-Man guys to play in the huge one. Yeah. Make it as big as possible. Um, But if you don't have it, and most people don't because the thing was like $900. Get this one. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. So, um, cool. And the, else? the addition of the mountain peak and the bigger snake on top really make a difference. They make it feel it, it has a presence that the vintage one did not. It does look awesome. Uh, but no, Snake Mountain was the last thing, unless you count more more Disney shit that is not toys at all. Um, um, actually, no, I will... Speaking of, I will mention one thing because we will be talking about it uh, in our hundredth episode for sure. Uh, I made the decision after talking to several friends who are big Disney people uh, and have done both the droid and lightsaber. I made the decision to splurge and I will be building a lightsaber in Savi's workshop. So expect a full review of that coming in our 100th episode. Nice. So 
you don't have to tell us the whole story, but you work for Disney in Disney. Uh, I did. I got approved for the Walt Disney World College program uh, because I, quote unquote, had the Disney look. Um, and they That's kind the of Florida or California, Florida. So okay. I, I worked in Magic Kingdom and after working there, I never expected to want to go back. Um, but uh, the the college program was not a pleasant experience. Uh, myself and many other people, uh, mind you, this was also under the reign of Michael Eisner. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was basically, I'm sure he at some point was like, let's get college kids and pay them a little bit of money and tell them they get college credit and they'll run Disney. Um, but I was hired as, I was hired as a character actor. I was supposed to be the Mad Hatter, you see. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And myself and probably like a group of a hundred or so other character actors that were hired through the college program were, uh, got, got off our bus and were greeted and welcome to Disney and all herded into a little room and told, Hey, we know we hired you for character actors but we've got too many of those right now so how does everyone feel about quick service foods great enjoy your stay with walt disney world wow and where they just put you in like a tiny dark room uh, for like somewhere to stay or what we you had the option of either uh living on disney housing which uh there were two different disney housing complexes one was called vista way the other was the commons Okay. Uh, Vista Way because it was the more party uh, of the two was commonly known as Vista Lay because <laughs> that's where you went to get laid. Um, I I the, I could tell you horror stories. I could tell you horror stories. Let but I will uh, sum it up by saying if you if you lived in Disney housing, obviously you had to pay Disney for their housing. However, if you chose to live off of Disney property, you had to pay Disney a monthly fee for not utilizing their Disney housing. Uh, that's awful. So I chose to live in Disney housing. Now, what they did not tell you about living in Disney housing is to help prepare people for the real world because these are college students. They take first and last month's rent out of your first paycheck. Which means my first paycheck from Walt Disney World was 27 cents. Good God. And I had to live on that for two weeks. You didn't hold a grudge for the rest of your life? Um... I'll 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 give a couple of couple of interesting little tidbits. By by now this is no secret, but yes, there are tunnels under the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. It is the Utilidor. It's kind of fucking cool. Um, especially because honestly, some of the entrances to the Utilidor are in plain sight, but you don't see them because it's Disney and Disney yeah. Mad. Um but I left Disney because essentially now granted I sh- you know hindsight is 2020 
should have sued the fucking pants off him is what I should have done. Yeah. Uh, I was attacked by my roommate. Okay. There was a party in my apartment one night. I tried to pass out early. And my roommate that I shared an immediate room with, because there were six people in our apartment, uh, got really, really drunk, passed out, woke up, found marker on his arm, and decided since I was, quote unquote, the art fag, that he was going to pull me out of bed by my neck and slam me into the wall. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't I don't think I'd ever want to go to Disney. That was my uh, last day working for Disney because I marched over to the office and I was like, so my roommate just attacked me. You tell me what you're going to do. And they had no answer. So I was like, OK, so you're going to cut this contract short with no fees then. Right. And still give me my college credit. Right. And they were basically like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, you can leave. It's OK. You'll still get the credit. It's fine. So I did end up getting full college credit for it. But, uh, yeah, no, the, um, I, I will end with one of the most fun, fun stories I have from my stay at Disney. So very regularly when you were leaving for the day. Yeah. To go back to your housing and going down to the utilidor to clock out. You're getting on an elevator and all sorts of different park employees are getting on that elevator with you. Many times they're costumed characters taking off their head for the first time in that day. Let me tell you. You go through when you when you're hired for Disney. You go through um, a 10 hour training session called Traditions. Most of which is videos that are very, very weird and hilarious. Like, have you ever wondered what it looks like to see Goofy Huff fumes? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of the videos covers that because it covers the importance of, you know, proper chemical handling. And it starts the video with Goofy at a chemical cart. And he picks up this big bottle and goes, well, these chemicals sure look pretty. Takes a big whiff and sticks his face in. They sure don't smell pretty. And then he wanders through the rest of the video high on fumes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but one of the things they teach you in these traditions videos is that. If you are a costumed character, you are never. To break character or take off any part of your costume in front of a guest ever. Because it can be scarring. I thought that was hilarious. Until it happened to me. Because it's it's definitely scarring. Um, there was a day that I was getting on the elevator and it was a very, very slow slow work day so i was the only person getting on the elevator i was very relieved until i see Minnie mouse waving me down coming towards the elevator and without even thinking like very nonchalantly i'm just like hey mickey or hey Minnie, how was your day and Minnie takes her head off in the elevator <laughs> And under Minnie Mouse's head, 
there is a very, very built, like, like Terry Crews level built, bald black man. (laughs) (laughs) With like a neck so muscly, it's as wide as his head. (laughs) And he looks down at me and he says, it was a rough one, sweetie. How about you? (laughs) see i think that would be less scarring and more amazing (laughs) i can never look at Minnie mouse and not see that (laughs) i can can never see Minnie mouse and not hear it was rough sweetie how about you (laughs) because i know that for the rest of my life now that I know that Minnie Mouse is a facade because it's just a built Terry Crews level black man underneath that's very effeminate. You know, I kind of like Minnie Mouse more now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, that being said, this was uh, roughly. Uh, this was. 99 into 2000 that I worked for them so it was it was very very different it was a uh the parks were a different atmosphere it was different leadership it was before disney had become the empire it is and bought out so many things uh so yeah no i i think around the time that they started saying that they were going to build a Star Wars land, I was like, okay, maybe I kind of want to go to Disney. I've still never been to Disney. I have zero desire. You know, I got to tell you, for as, as miserable of an experience as it was overall, uh, as as a college program, it was a mil- miserable experience. But there were some truly, genuinely magical moments that I was able to experience. That some of which I'm very excited to have the chance to see again. Like the the haunted mansion is fucking mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Just from a technological perspective, the fact that those effects are as old as they are and still as impressive as they are. I, I, I want to see that again with more adult eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most magical things that I will never get to experience again was, uh, and I, I worked down there at the same time as two of my other friends, uh, my friend Brett and Tom. Tom and I got into some shenanigans at Disney. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) We would do shit like we would be the cast members that would take a day like on our day off, go into the park and ride certain rides like the Tower of Terror and be, you know. Pull the cast aside who was working and be like, hey, we're also cast. Look, here's our ID. We're going to freak these guests out. And then like right before it drops, have that moment of like. Dude, is your lap bar locked in? No, mine isn't either. 
Uh, and we'd also wander through backlot areas where we were only kind of supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Which led to somewhere there exists pictures of Tom and I on the actual screen used dip mobile from Roger Rabbit. That's awesome. Because it was just in one of the Disney backlots down there. Uh, same with one of the original speeder bikes. Because some of the original speeder bikes were used as props for the original Star Tours. So, like, there there are pictures of Tom and I, like, riding speeder bikes and riding the dipmobile. And stuff like that. That's that's pretty magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, so was Extraterrestrial Encounter. And, dear God, I'm sad that's gone. Okay, well, I, Josh. I could go on and on. Save these. Tales of Disney. Um... Because, yeah, you could go on and on. And um, I'm amazed at your capacity to forgive. Because I've had places that I've worked that I'd hate. And I'll never go back to. In any capacity. I, I will wrap this entire thing up with one of the best things that I ever learned. Thanks to my time at Disney. One of my roommates. One of my five other roommates in our apartment of six that was built to house three. Um was this really, I don't know how he made it into the Disney college program. It was this crazy, uh, I want to say like mid-20s guy named David from Mexico. Okay. And David was crazy. And he was not my direct roommate. He was fun crazy. And David would get drunk And when I say drunk, I mean he would pound like half a bottle of whiskey. And go on these rants. And it is, that was the first point in my life that I learned the phrase, mamacitas. (laughs) Does that come in handy with Ruth? It, It doesn't, but it's something that she gets a big kick out of because... David's explanation, because there were like three of us wandering around Vista Way, incredibly drunk, and David looks at us, and this is the first time either of us had heard heard that word, and he goes, hey guys, let's go get another bottle and get some mamacitas. <laughs> and both, we, it was, I don't remember the other guy's name, but we looked at each other and we're just like, David, what's a mamacita? And he goes wide-eyed and goes, you don't know what mamas... Mamacitas is fine-ass bitches! (laughs) (laughs) And it was one of the best language lessons I've ever had. I wish he would teach me Spanish because I didn't retain a single thing in high school. But if, you know, David was there telling me how to say fine ass bitches. You you might have wanted to learn more. You would think, you know. But yeah, now that, uh, oh, the tales from Disney that I have. Save them. We'll spread them out. Keep them on the hook. Keep people, you know, 
every week, like, what does Josh have to tell us about this week that happened at Disney? You know, because I'm sure they want to know, like, what do you do if you have to shit while you're inside of a Minnie Mouse costume? Don't answer that question. <laughs> they can wait for it. Um, cool. And speaking of, now we know there's another voice in your head that we've never met before, and that's Minnie Mouse. Um, <laughs> Josh, do you have more intrusive thoughts? I believe I do. <laughs> Could you share them before I get into the news? But no, I mean, I there I there is no end to my intrusive thoughts. Like, I, like, do you guys do you guys have moments where Skeletor is singing "Total Eclipse of the Heart" in your head? Probably not, but I do. It's torture. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I, I can just be sitting. I can just be sitting and sculpting, and my brain will suddenly turn on, and it'll be it'll be a moment of, like, Meh! How long does a fart in a jar stay pungent? I'm asking for science! <laughs> and it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know, Skeletor. Why, 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 why does it stay pungent? And why, why do I want to know? And then, like, Grizzlor chimes in. He's just like, If a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, can I stick my dick in it? <laughs> you know what's been stuck in my head? What's that? <laughs> Had to throw that in there one last time. Um <laughs> Bastard, I just got it out of my head. <laughs> Dawn has been singing that in my head for a <laughs> oh week solid. Uh, if you guys want to know where that comes from, listen to last week's Dumpster Fire Theater for Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which has the worst earworm ever. <sighs> so, Beastman fucks a tree. Skeletor farts in jars. Is there anything else that's going through that noggin of yours, Josh? Oh, I mean, like... they. <laughs> The amount of times my brain says inappropriate Kermit things, <laughs> it's it's kind of shocking. Like no one, no one should hear Kermit. I I have a serious, genuine love of the Muppets and how wholesome they are to the point that it almost disturbs me how much my brain automatically will just go like. Hey, you guys want to see me hang dong? (laughs) (laughs) I may be a frog, but I'm hung like a fucking horse. (laughs) And, you know, and then other voices in my head will answer and be like, Ooh, Kirby, a horse is putting it lightly. (laughs) Ah, I didn't want to know that. Waka waka. Josh, serious <laughs> question, and I want a serious answer from you. <laughs> when did you learn that you could do the Muppets? Uh, I've, you know, I've been able to do Kermit for a long time. Uh, same with Piggy. The okay. rest were, were slow, slow moments of like, I could probably do that. Let me, let me try and do that. And, you know, like. 
like like any amount of like acting, the the more I practice them, the better I get. Have you ever pulled out any of the Muppets mid coitus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I not mid coitus, but uh, I I have def- I have definitely uh, at least twice that I can remember ruined foreplay. <laughs> 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 because let me tell you whispering sweet nothings to someone as the sweetest chef doesn't have the effect you want it to <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know it might on me I'm just saying <laughs> oh that's the stuff <laughs> Oh god. Very Tell me more, I'm touching myself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but you know, I there there are. I I will say I do have equal moments where where I will for as many terrible things go through my head. Uh, I I definitely have moments where like I will out of the blue just test myself and be like, huh, I wonder if I can sing that song as all four of them as like the four Muppets in that section. Yeah, just to test myself. So uh, I'm sure at any given point, like my neighbors are like the fuck is he listening to <laughs> and it's it's just me singing things as muppets that's awesome like bravo josh bravo why thank you um you guys ready for the news oh indeed. Yeah. let's hop right into it breaking news today pictures have leaked of series two of the playmates ninja turtles you get scumbug who comes with an adorable little picture of Splinter as an accessory. Uh, Wingnut, Mondo Gecko with a Frisbee and a skateboard, and Genghis Frog with a giant battle axe. And it looks like a tongue-flapping gimmick. Uh, These are due to hit shelves in November, so I'm going to say expect them in October. Uh, Let's see here. Lots of crap, lots of statues. There is a teaser trailer for Aquaman. And The Last Kingdom, I checked out The Flash. The more time that passes, the more I hate it. Uh, let's uh, see. I Okay, I'll chime in real quick. I, I watched it. I still oh, have to oh watch man. it. Oh, man. I, 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 no, no spoilers, but... Dear God, that CGI was just... That, that was... Why did everyone look like The Rock is the Scorpion King? It... <laughs> Every bit of CG looked as bad as the Scorpion King rock. It's bad. It's it's like a kid turning in a final exam paper and just not not doing a good job. And you know, I I think my my two biggest problems with it were what one one being Ezra Miller. Uh, I just don't like him. He is he is whiny and bratty and annoying as the Flash. Uh, and two, 
I, I really, do we really need, do we really need a dramatic close-up on Michael Keaton so he can say lines he said before? Yeah. Um, my complaint, like, the movie falls apart if you stop and think about it at any point. And then immediately you're like, this is a garbage movie. But, you know, it was over and I was driving to work and I was like, that's the story they went with? Like, I will say, really? I will say <laughs> this about it. Uh, and this is something that Ruth and I were talking about. And I, I genuinely believe if they, if the movie were a three-part episode of the early 2000s Justice League animated series, it would be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a Justice League Unlimited episode. Yeah. But it needed to be a straight-up story flash movie it it needs to be a cartoon with completely with like it needs to be a cartoon for it to work yeah it it didn't and i don't want to talk about it anymore but aquaman's coming out um i think that is it for movie news there's another movie i was going to talk about and it just went in one ear out the other uh, there's a john claude van damme skin coming out for mortal kombat one so johnny cage could be john claude van damme uh, it's pretty cool. Mike, what's your opinion on that? Oh, I'm excited as hell. They had, um, in Mortal Kombat X, um, oh my God, why can't I think of his freaking name? The guy who was in Predator, uh, he was, uh, the guy who got his arm shot off. He's oh, in yeah. Mandalorian. Uh, um, I can't think of the actor's name. Carl Weathers. Car- Carl Weathers, thank you. Yeah, they had a skin for him as, uh, as Carl Weathers in that game. So, for Jax. So I'm excited to have this, especially because if you look at the history of Mortal Kombat, they originally tried to make a Bloodsport video game, but they couldn't get the rights to to do the movie. And Jean-Claude Van Damme wouldn't sign off on it. So they were like, well, fuck you guys, then we're going to make our own thing. And they made Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so now it's coming full circle. Yeah. And they just had to wait <laughs> for <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme to have a uh, less illustrious career. So. Yep. Uh, on to the news at hand. Boss Fight Studios. You guys know them for making uh, lots of cool three and three quarter independent figures. They also do wrestling toys and are making one of my favorite wrestlers, Microman, who is a two foot tall little person wrestler. Uh, so this isn't the first little person wrestler to get an action figure, but this one is extra little and he's super cool. There's going to be a Super 7 Deluxe Iron Giant that's Kind of goes with their Super Shogun style. Mm-hmm. Chest is removable. Looks really cool. Um, the Superpowers toys that were once exclusive to Walmart are no longer exclusive to Walmart. You can get them at comic book stores, Amazon, uh, which is where I've been buying them. But they are still going to get an exclusive character here and there. And they're going to be getting Reverse Flash, which just takes the Flash body and repaints it. Um, Fuck Reverse Flash. You don't like Reverse Flash? <laughs> I've I've got feelings on on Flash in general. Yeah, I've never been Flash, Flash in general right now. Uh, there's a Peacemaker three pack that comes with Judo Master, Peacemaker, and Vigilante. I want for that one. The superpower style, really cool. There is going to be a video game paint job Goliath from NECA, and he is a pack in if you get the deluxe version of the Redux of the old Sega Genesis game for Gargoyles. 
there is a New York Comic Con exclusive Glowdark Phantom of the Opera with the vinyl cape. And uh, I'm super excited. They showed pictures off of him glowing. It looks like the plastic is glow in the dark now instead of the glow in the dark paint that they used previously. There is a Lady Slither figure coming out on Wednesday. So by the time you listen to this, it's probably gone already. But if you're not sure, check Mattel Creations. She's really sweet. She is a the queen of the snake men, and she has a snake lower torso that is removable and can be put on other figures. Uh, many people have complained that the paint won't match up to other snake men. Hopefully they re-release it at some point because I think that would look super cool with the King Hiss parts. Uh, not that it really matters, but uh, she is coming tomorrow. Yes. Uh, but the podcast will probably drop on Thursday. Uh, so. so Wednesday, hopefully she's in the shop for a little while. And you get a chance Tuesday, to get her. Tuesday. Right. Uh, there is a crowd fan poll going on asking you what you would like the next big Masters Universe item to be. It's a mix of things that have never had playsets before and things that have. Uh, the consensus seems to be everybody wants Fright Zone. And the second one's kind of hit or miss. I think, Josh, you and me voted for the Snake Men layer, which is sort of yep. a reuse of Snake Mountain. Oh, definitely not. Um, are inspired... No, it, it, wait, hold on. It looks like... Um, it's it's inspired by a mix of the two unreleased vintage playsets. One yes. was the Jungle Attack playset that inspired Snake Mountain. Yep, correct. Uh, and the other is the... Um, Oh, I can never remember what it was called, but it was the one that was meant to hang. Yeah, on the wall. Yeah. So it it kind of takes aspects of both of those and mashes them together, but it's also it like if they follow the design, it's going to be completely new sculpts. Um, I got confused because the original design for Snake Mountain with Jungle Tech Snake Mountain was just Snake Mountain with like a pink hue to it. Um, but this is an all new playset. It's super cool looking. Um, I hope that uh, the Fright Zone wins hand over fist, though. I also really like that horde tank. It's cool. It looks huge. I thought that was really cool. If that scale that they showed, there's a horde tank that has a horde trooper next to it. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, See, I really, even though I didn't vote for it, there's a part of me that's kind of hoping the Doom Tower takes a spot. Because if you look closely, uh, the design clearly has Hordax regeneration tank in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just just the fact that it's like a Filmation Fright Zone is enough for me to be like, ah. Yeah, no, there's, some, there's definitely some cool Pick options here. I miss you, Dave. Yeah. I miss you too. How's everything going? Good. Okay. I'll be out in a while. How's pizza roll? Good. Okay. See you later. I miss you, Dave. I miss you too. That's your shirt now. You can keep it. Yay! Bye. <laughs> um, got a bunch of people over for the Bills game, and I don't like football, so I'm hiding. Uh, Neca just showed up pictures of Mike, your favorite character, Elkhorn. Oh, I'm I'm so tempted. I was literally looking at him while we were talking. <laughs> he looks so cool. Um, and, yeah. Just get like, him. I know. I'm I'm going to. I know I am. 
but then it's like now I'm like, do I do I want to get Strongheart? Because I have War Duke and, and Grimsword. I know I don't have the little goblin dude, but I also never had him as a kid. I got uh, I got to play with him, but I never had him. The I, or orc assassin or goblin assassin, whatever the hell he is. I just bought him. I haven't opened him yet, so I didn't talk about him. He looks awesome. But Alcorn, I mean, I still have the vintage one. And he was always my favorite of the Dungeons and Dragons toys. Him and the Fire Elemental were my two favorite figures. And and you got me the Fire Elemental again, which proudly is displayed in my living room. Um, but now I'm looking at this Elkhorn figure going, damn it, he's he's perfect. He's a perfect update. Get him. What? I, Save I, now. <laughs> I, I think I'm just mad because the, the plastic on the, the accessories for Warduke and Grimsword felt so fragile. I don't feel like I can play with them. And uh, I know I'm going to want to play with this. So I'm like, do I want to get it? Because it's just going to sit in its box. Then buy two. Ah, it's tough. Or Mike, you're always going to have your vintage ones to play with. True. And you're going to be mad once they show off Melf. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you're going to be like, God damn it. Yeah. And if they do uh, the Sorcerers, what was it? Uh, Ringle Run and I forget the other one. But if they uh, if they do the sorcerers, they better have the cloth robe with their dirty ass old man underwear underneath, like the the vintage figures. That was the best part of those vintage <laughs> figures is they were like dirty hobo wizards. Yeah, they had like the like patchy torn underwear um, <laughs> under their cloth robe. I loved it. I want them to get to some of the monsters. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. Todd McFarlane, you just uh, you know, remind you that uh, if you like them, uh, you can you can buy two, buy two. <laughs> buy it's two. like a whole new action figure. Uh, let's see here. More news: the Ghost from Hasbro Pulse is a hundred percent backed. All of the unlockables are unlocked, and um, I think people got excited with the Soka, like they mm-hmm. timed it out perfectly, and that's coming out. There is, I don't know if I could remember if I mentioned it or not last week, but they're doing a two-pack of six-shooter and jester from Puppet Master, leaving only Leech Woman as the final puppet that, like, main puppet that needs a figure. I can only assume that they've got something planned. Um, They they better. I mean, I'm going to guess it's going to be, like, Leech Woman and Mephisto, or Mephisto, or however you say his name, um, or Decapitron. Yeah, or the totem oh maybe, yeah i forgot about totems yeah or they, they maybe like the actual puppet case comes with her or something i i i have faith that they're not gonna leave us hanging on that one uh the next universal monsters transformers mashup is gonna be frankenstein and it's like frankentron looks awesome totally that's, cool. that's a megatron uh build right no Josh. that's impactor oh it's impactor oh shit so like, you know, I like that figure. Toy. Yeah, yeah. No, he uh, was one of the best ones. He looks yeah, right off the bat, really badass. Uh, I'm, I pre-ordered my big bad toy store. I hopefully don't change my mind because I'm kind of pumping the brake on Transformers right now. Um, but I'm excited. There are some very unaffordable Demon Forces Evil Santa figures that you can get on Big Bad Toy Store. They're like giant goblin Santas, mm-hmm. or like. Santa's minions or something. They just look crazy. They're from the uh, Beast Ray company. They made like that knockoff um, Leatherhead a little while ago. And now they have oh, these yeah, yeah. 
it's like a goblin Santa with a bear trap for a hand. It's crazy. It's one of those things like if you got the money and you like Santa figures, get it. Uh, Godzilla minus one comes out in December. Uh, thankfully, I think it's going to be a big deal because there's not going to be a lot of new movies because of the writer and actor strike going on. They're going to need something to put in theaters. You got Godzilla, uh, Godzilla minus one. And this looks like another take with just Godzilla. No other monsters. Uh, but this one really seems to be emphasizing the collateral damage that Godzilla causes. And it looks awesome. And I am going to close with the next Marvel Legends HasLab, and that's Giant Man. A much cheaper, little bit smaller Giant HasLab character. Uh, this one is notable because the unlockables, there's only two. Uh, it's different faces for Giant Man. One, you can turn him into Zombie Giant Man. And the second one is Super Scroll Giant Man. That's it. There's no characters unlocked behind tiers, which kind of piss a lot of people off if they don't want the giant character, but they want exclusive Ghost Rider or whatever that they they lock behind these guys. This is instead of being five hundred dollars, it's just one ninety nine ninety nine for a two foot tall giant man. Um, I'm excited because the Toy Biz Giant Man has held up very well, and they've done a Scroll Giant Man also as a twelve inch figure about. 15 years ago for the three and three quarter Marvel guys that they did back in the day. So I am hoping that it reaches a stretch goal for zombie uh, giant man to kind of throw into my display with my Marvel zombies, which is pretty cool. That's it for the news. I think we have one more set of intrusive thoughts, Josh. What do you think? We do. We do. And uh, who, I mean, the, I'm sure this is not anything new news, but uh, I, like many other people that, you know, had a steady, steady diet of the uh, probably the first five to six seasons of Family Guy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure we're all cursed with randomly getting Peter Griffin in our heads. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, like, way, way too often. I'll I'll have moments of just like, am, am I the only one that finds Ellie from Jurassic Park sticking her arm like elbow deep into Dookie, very erotic? Man, I hope Laura Dern fists me one day. <laughs> oh god it's just, just going to start out where she's like hey Peter and I'm going to be like hey Laura and she's going to put on that big sexy glove and then, and then it's going to be and then she's gonna have a have a um my 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 bum hole. And I'm gonna have to explain it to Lois and the kids, and it's just gonna be a moment of like, Lois, Laura Dern is stuck in my sphincter. <laughs> That's a, a great way to go. I forgot to mute. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. But no, like, like they, oh. and and I blame you know I blame the show for this, 
blame this podcast for this, but I, I can't tell you how often I get Werner and Kermit as a duo in my head now. <laughs> and and the conversations that they have are just like ridiculous. It's just Man. Touched by an angel was harder to masturbate to than I thought it would be. <laughs> Thank God for different strokes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Or just like having that moment where I'll like pick up my my well-dressed Werner figure and like just wave him in the air and I wonder how many ghosts have watched me eat cereal in the nude. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Mike, do you have that same question that Werner has? All the time. Because <laughs> I know I sure do. I, uh, <sighs> you guys want a funny, <laughs> self deprecating story, Josh? Do you have any more? Or should I, I end with the story? Let, let's end with the story. Um, do you have any more? You good? I, I'm good. <laughs> I, I take um, Celexa to help with my anxiety and help me sleep. For whatever reason, if I take it on an empty stomach, it kind of fucks my stomach up. Mm-hmm. So I just I have something to eat before I go to bed. I take Celexa, helps me out, keeps me a little sane. So you guys, you know me and the breakfast werewolf. I I have to eat breakfast usually, like cereal or toast or something before bed, and. Literally last night, I, I take a shower before I go to bed. So it's like 10, 30, 11. I turn the shower on. I'm about to get in. I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot to eat something because I'll, I'll brush my teeth and take my pill and hop in the shower. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Everybody's asleep. Let's just go get a bowl of cereal. And I just brought it back into the bathroom and just sat there, butt naked, eating a bowl <laughs> of cereal. Just like, hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just real naked. And now I'm eating something called pizza roll. Have you guys ever heard of pizza roll? I have not. Mike, tell me if this sounds delicious. You take pizza dough, mm-hmm. you flatten it out, you add Velveeta cheese, and spam. Roll it up and you cook it. Pizza I mean, roll. I'd I'd eat it. Um, <laughs> I have a cheeseless version because it messes me up. So this is just. Pizza roll and steak them. Yeah. I would like to add in briefly that Selexi is also the name I give when I want to feel sexy with my personal assistant, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he does it too. So All of a sudden, you know, Werner will just walk into the room, you know, butt naked and order something out like, Selexi. Tell me a sexy story. And then all of a sudden we'll have a digital sexy story happening. And Werner's just sitting there naked eating cereal. Uh, <laughs> to end my story, I forgot to put the bowl away. And uh, Teresa woke up this morning to go to work. And there was just a bowl of an empty bowl of cereal and a spoon sitting on the toilet. And she was like, <laughs> oh, you. The questions that would arise from that. 
anybody else would just be like, what, what's going on? But, you know, it's like, if you live with me, you're like, oh, of course. The breakfast werewolf strikes again. All right, guys, quick question for you, and then we're just going to hop into the Hall of Fame. Should we make changes past episode 100? Should there be some sort of, I don't know, change? Or are we good? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I had thoughts of, like, I should do a video component, put it on YouTube. But then I realized that many people do this already. And the amount of work that would go into it as compared to the return on my time would be insane. Yeah, Uh, that would take way too much time. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm kind of in the camp of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't really see a change being necessary. Um, I'm going to add a new segment here or there and they'll come and go kind of like um, our mics of the universe that we do from time to time. Games our dumpster fire isn't going anywhere. Same thing with um, our draft episodes that we have kind of quarterly where we just do something stupid or our greatest breakfast cereal or greatest candy, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though it's kind of be in there to kind of change things up so it doesn't get stale. And we run out of news and things to talk about. So we kind of need these to keep us fresh, keep us on our toes. So, okay, expect that. I'm not changing (laughs) anything. In a future episode where we select a second greatest candy, I shall bathe in the winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better hope it's not banana Laffy Taffy. Fuck that. And it's not going to be <laughs> Kit Kats either, Don. <laughs> Who would not want to see the erotic stylings of Werner Herzog in a bathtub full of Twizzlers? <laughs> <laughs> or red vines. It's got to be strawberry Twizzlers, not cherry. Not the same. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have more fat guy episodes of us like talking about our favorite something in, inside of our mouths, food stuff. Um, <laughs> that could have went really wrong. <laughs> I'm I eating as I talk. The favorite thing in my mouth, but it's not radio friendly. <laughs> Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame? Indubitably. Like, yes. You won. Yeah, I don't remember what I picked. <laughs> um, Josh was going with all the comedians. I had all the crazy picks. And you were you were very, like, middle of the road. You had Emmanuel Lewis was the one that I remembered the most. Oh, that's right. Oh, the, the, the crazy heads and jars and ghosts and zombies. Yep. Congratulations. Ah, Woo-hoo. You got the most tickets to your museum. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a traditional Hall of Fame? Yes. Mike, per the rules, you won. You go first. I am going to nominate something I have nominated before, but it did not win. And that is uh, one of my favorite vehicles from the Ninja Turtle line, the Foot Cruiser. Foo-foo-foo-foo. I was thinking about uh, vintage TMNT toys the other night, and I started kind of going down a rabbit hole looking at all the uh, old figures that I used to have, and the Foot Cruiser immediately jumped out at me as how much fun I had with that toy. 
um, that was always my default Return of the Living Dead car. Yes, same. Um, was that that was a that was a, a car that was good for like any toy line. Yep. yep. I I used it with my GI Joes, with He Man, with Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like it was such a such a great car. Yeah, man, that really was. Guys, Tila's taking her clothes off again. Because I didn't have a trash figure. <laughs> also, I just want to point out that it's one of those toys, and you saw this a lot when we were kids, that really pushed imagination play. Because it was like, okay, yeah, the, 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 the wheels fold underneath it, and now it can fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that was it was kind of like in mask. Oh, look, the gullwing doors opened and suddenly it has wings. But hey, we we were into it. I mean, uh, that it made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, for as popular as a pop culture icon as a DeLorean has become. Mm-hmm. You think it would be around like the VW bug. Yeah. And it isn't. You think like coming in 2024, the DeLorean's back? Mm-hmm. No. Very nope. strange. I wonder if it's too Josh. much to manufacture. I think somebody owns it and they just don't want to let it go. Mm. Josh, do you have a pick? Uh, go go first. I uh, go go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up a name. <laughs> I am going to nominate the NECA Black and White Count Dracula. Oh. oh. Uh, holding it in my hand, it is, it's a work of art and, uh, I can't praise it enough. They do something that they, it's been a long time in the making, but the way they get the cape to stick, it's got bendy wire, but it also has the collar is hard plastic, but the rest of the cape is soft goods. It's a nice mix. Um, he's got like all the different hands to do the Dracula poses He's got like the giant critters that make no sense that are in the movie, but it looks spot on Bell Lugosi. I don't know how they did the sculpting or if it's like image capture with computers, but it's perfect. So that's my pick. Nice. Oh, Jesus, I'm never going to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to switch gears. I don't know if this is one I've nominated before, but I'm positive it's not one that's won before. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate one of my all-time favorite vintage toys of Snake Face. I feel like Snake Face is one. Yeah, I think he won once. Oh, did he? I Let feel like check. he did. I think it was one of our Motu ones where we we all yeah, it's like figures. Motu always. Oh, okay, that's that's why. That's why. That's why. Okay, in such case, I'm gonna go totally weird and go with the. Uh, uh, 90s Power Ranger uh, Bandai Pudgy Pig. <laughs> this is so fucking ridiculous. I'm going to go the ridiculous route. I'm looking up Snake Face right now. Give me a second. Yeah, he won. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with Pudgy Pig. Perfect. Great toy. Snake Face is now Pudgy Pig. <laughs> um, pig I Face. opened up Except now, you know, the pigs come out of his face. I opened up the new Power Rangers monster that came out, which I got in the mail and I forgot to mention, and it's the Minotaur. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome figure. Um, I totally recommend it if you get a chance to buy it. It doesn't seem like it's coming out retail anywhere, but 
if you see him, grab him. He's totally worth it. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with Josh giving us more tales of Disneyland. Our big 100th episode, which, again, you need to listen to see if you won. That's all the work that I need you to do. We will be drawing the winners on the podcast, and I will be mailing or dropping off at your house your awesome prize package of whatever it is you want. And you will love it. Yes. (laughs) And you will talk about it on Facebook and say like, oh, wow, Count Creepyhead's so great. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, hey, wait, you know what, Josh? Snakeface didn't win. Oh. Mutagen Man beat him. Oh. Yeah, I'm going with Snakeface then. All right. Pudgy Pig is now back to Snakeface. Now he's Snakeface that has Pudgy Pig coming out of his eyes. Uh, that one was 78% Mutagen Man. I'm not surprised there. It was brutal. Um, cool. See you guys in two weeks with the 100th episode. And then episode 101 will be exactly the same as every other episode. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! You're welcome. Uh, thanks for listening. And this is Mike saying, listen to those Muppets when you stick your fist inside of them. This is Mike saying, don't eat cereal naked. This is Mr. Herzog saying, I have something in my pants. Oh, wait, it's warm oatmeal. Mm. <laughs> you guys ever have Mapo? No. Uh, no. You ever hear of Mapo? I have, yeah. It's maple oatmeal. It's the best. Yeah. It's like old man food. I love it. <laughs> I can eat. I can eat just boxes of it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> what a great way to end the show. Thanks for listening. Mapo. Mapo. Talk Maple. to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Mapo. creepy.com on the world wide web must i say it again did you not listen count creepy c o u n t k r e e p y ah